재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Time now for International News Digest. Get some analysis on some of the major stories making headlines around the world. Uh, we're going to first focus on Hurricane Matthew. A lot of fears about where it will land next. Uh, certainly people in the United States, if you've been seeing all the uh, saturated media coverage, uh, they are girding for the worst. Uh, it really hit Haiti hard. Uh, the uh, the country already reeling from the uh, catastrophic uh, 2010 earthquake that killed more than 200,000 people uh, now suffering from this uh, very difficult situation. And uh, to give us more analysis, we're very pleased to have joining us on the line from the University of Birmingham, Senior Lecturer in International Development, uh, Dr. Nicolas Lemay-Hebert. Hello. Hello. Good morning to you, or good evening. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, our, can you just give us your thoughts? Are you surprised at how uh, how much damage uh, Hurricane Matthew wrought in in Haiti, or is it something that we perhaps should not be too surprised about, uh, knowing about the infrastructure and the uh, the, the massive uh, damage that ensued after the uh, earthquake? Well, I think no one is totally surprised. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that's a recurring theme in Haiti. Um, you know, just to give you a little bit of context, in 2004, uh, Hurricane Jane uh, killed almost 3,000 people. Mm. 2008, four different hurricanes uh, killed almost 1,000 people. So now the uh, the count is at uh, almost 300, and we know that this will probably be much higher than that. But so, no, no one is totally surprised. And... Um, well, obviously, the government was ill-prepared. That, you know, we knew already before the actual, you know, hurricane hit uh, Haiti that it would be the case because, uh, well, it's important to remind everyone that there's still no democratic government in place in Haiti after the, uh, the disputed elections in October 2015. So there was supposed to be a new vote um, to be held this Sunday, actually, just a few days from now, and uh, this will be once again postponed. So... No, unfortunately, the answer to that is no. No one is totally surprised. Would you say that this is uh, something that has to do with, uh, let's say, uh, the, the the governmental situation there, the political situation, and the lack of being able to uh, provide, uh, I suppose, any uh, rebuilding or infrastructure efforts? Or is it a simple matter of bad luck with the succession of natural disasters, uh, the earthquake, Hurricane Jane, and now Hurricane Matthew, or maybe a combination of both? Well, it's, uh, it's uh, unfortunately, you know, damage is just kind of piling up in a sense. You know, it's compounded by decades of destruction, uh, brought by strings of hurricanes. And, of course, the 2010 earthquake kind of um, created a situation that is simply impossible right now for the Haitian government or for any, uh, any actually actors in Haiti to, to prepare uh, for, for, for crisis like that. And so the impacts of the earthquake uh, will still be felt for decades to come, I would imagine. Mm. You know, just to give you a sense, just an idea, we're talking about 19 million cubic meter of rubble. And this is still there, you know, we are, they're trying to clear up all this rubble, but it's, it takes a long time. And this is the equivalent of 10 World Trade Center sites, you know. So it took the number one superpower in the world almost one year to clear the World Trade Center. So it will take more than 10 years, obviously, right. for Haiti, the, poor, the poorest 
country in the Western Hemisphere to clear all that. So, so yeah, that, this is just kind of a string of disasters that is just piling up in a sense. Right, and, and no one wants to be seen as, uh, let's say, blaming the victim uh, in this type of situation. But we, as you point out, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, so um, it's not a country that has a lot of resources to spend. Uh, that being said... Um, there were governments in place, maybe not completely uh, democratic, but uh, can we say that despite the lack of resources, it was also exacerbated, especially when we saw with the 2010 earthquake by mismanagement and perhaps corruption? Well, you know, this is a tendency, basically, after every every disaster like that, to just blame the Haitian administration. And I think, uh, to a certain extent, this is the right call, you know. As you said, there is corruption, there's mismanagement, there's no way around it. And I think that the Haitian people, first and foremost, they listen to us. They will be blaming the, the, the government, that's for sure. But there are multiple factors to take into account here. And um, and, and that helps us understand why Haiti is in that situation right now. And the, the country's infrastructure has been in decline for decades, and that's true, that there's no denying of that. But also we have to look at the role of international aid, to be honest with you. And, you know, um, people, I'm sure, in the media, in South Korea, in Japan, but also in the U.S., in the U.K., there will be calls for a Marshall Plan, you know, for Haiti. There's always such calls after a disaster. And I've made my own calculations with uh, colleagues uh, from the U.S. Uh, we calculated that there, there have been six Marshall Plans per year in Haiti since the 1960s. Hmm. That's a lot of money you know, in constant dollars. That's a lot of money being put in a very small country. So what happens is that we also have to ask the question, what what is this aid doing? How is this changing drastically the situation and really helping the country to prepare for for these kind of disasters? You mentioned uh, the decades-long recovery efforts that will take place after the uh, 2010 earthquake. Uh, As far as this uh, hurricane and the immediate damage, uh, can you describe what you feel would be the serious long-term consequences uh, for things like food security or public health? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, um, I think it's difficult to assess the specific consequences of this hurricane. It's too soon to tell, really. We don't even know uh, what's going on in the southwest uh, section of the, of the country. It's completely disconnected now from, uh, from either from physical, uh, physically, but also in terms of just news. So it's, it's really, really uh, too early to tell. But, and also that the consequences of each disaster is basically com- you know, intertwined with the long-lasting consequences of the previous disaster. So right. it's always very difficult to, do, uh, to distinguish that. Um, but on the public health issue right now, that is uh, on the public is- uh, issue, uh, health issue front, I think one, one, one worry that everyone has right now, everyone that follows Haiti, is the situation of the cholera epidemic, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, just to rem- remind everyone that this was brought by international peacekeepers in Haiti in 2010 after the earthquake. And that killed 9,000 people, uh, and that's a very conservative count. So with, um, doctors without borders think that it's uh, three or four times more than that. So obviously now we are seeing a spike in, in, in cases, um, and uh, we hope that, uh, that efforts would also be the basically... Uh, done to actually also make sure that we mitigate the effects of of the hurricane on mm. the cholera epidemic. We're almost out of time, but uh, the final question would be, can we at least have some optimism in the sense that uh, the interim government uh, is 
in place. Maybe they can better coordinate. And just the simple fact that very tragically, we've had this succession of disasters, the earthquake, Hurricane Jane, and now, Matthew, where at least international uh, aid agencies and the government, they would be able to better cooperate and coordinate. Yeah, you know what? I am actually optimistic. I know I don't sound optimistic, yeah. but I am optimistic. And um, there's a very there, there's a number of very positive developments in Haiti. And uh, just to give you one example, there's a state of the art hospital. I hope that it's not destroyed, uh, but it shouldn't be because it's in the uh, the northeastern part of Haiti, and um, it's built by international aid by Partners in Health, and, and it's in the town of Mirabelle. This is a really good example of how development should take place in Haiti. So it's by groups with new partnerships that are really meaningful in the ground with people that know what they are doing in Haiti. And so there are a number of these of these developments, but they are simply underreported. I don't trust the, the new government to actually deliver on their promises, to be honest. I don't think no, really people trust them to do that, but I think that we have to basically focus on the on-the-ground initiatives that are taking place right now and the, the meaningful partnerships uh, like Partners in Health. And, and the, I think the, these initiatives can really pave the way for sustainable development in Haiti. Well, on that optimistic note, uh, we shall leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your expertise. Thank you very much. That was Dr. Nicolas lemay Eber. We're going to continue International News Digest right after another check of traffic and weather.